0: This is Tess Pelicano from Connecticut Filmworks, and you're listening to Fade In, recorded under the baobab tree at Baobab Tree Studios.
1: Right. Um, is everybody okay with the volume of their headphones?
0: <clears throat> I can hear. Ooh, that got louder yeah, I when just, I got I closer. got it a little bit louder. I gotta bring them like, Ooh.
1: Right. So these are directional mics, and what that means is don't move your face away you from want, them. You want your mouth about two inches away.
0: So do the very, you know, like, late-night radio show
1: for, look. Yeah, basically. Welcome to late-night radio.
0: With Fade In.
1: With okay. Fade In podcast. I can lower the <laughs> headphone volume mm. right about there. That sounds good to me. Mm. Alrighty, righty, we are recording. So whenever you're ready.
0: In three, two, one, action. Um, I feel unbalanced because there's volume coming out only on the side of my head. You get used to it. (laughs) See, we all need to talk at the same time. And then, yeah, that won't cause a problem at all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, so we are here to talk about uh, the latest film Connecticut Filmworks did uh, called Jackpot 9000, written and partially produced by our very own Abe Antar. Hello. Our other guest today, or tonight, as it is nighttime outside, uh, is a familiar voice to our listeners, Christian Sokolay.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: (laughs) I just was totally creeped out. I don't know about the rest of you, but. (laughs) Sexy
1: voice. You said you said nice voice, so I wanted to make the most unappealing voice possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, you, you nailed it. Well, thank nailed you. It. <laughs> but we're here to talk to uh, Christian and Abe tonight because they were our uh, tag team duo leading the charge on this latest film, Jackpot Nine Thousand. Abe wrote it and uh, did some producing on it. Along with me, which we'll talk about a little later, and Christian was our second time director. Uh,
1: I stopped counting.
0: You've done it a few times. Yeah. You're a veteran at this but, point.
1: Man. But yeah. I want to also say that I, um, me and Abe, did some writing sessions together. So yes. I dabbled in that as well.
0: As did I, but it, you know, right. I sure. don't want to confuse the audience. Right. We worked on it together, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all did. But like me and Abe had maybe three sessions that were 3 hours each where we're just rewriting <laughs> together yeah so that was um so if, if that was not credited, I, w- I, I would be a little bit sad at least.
0: <laughs> Chris and Abe wrote it together. <laughs> there we go. Right. Abe yeah. gets that the works.
1: story by. <laughs> yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> that
1: there works for go. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but this is the first project. Well, you joined us uh, for 48, Abe. That's how we met you. That's Correct. how you joined us uh, mm-hmm. over the summer. But this is is this your first time writing? Um, yes. For anything? Oh, anything, wow. yeah. I didn't realize. First that. Oh, actually, time no, I, wrote I did. Anything. I did, but I forgot you had told me that. Mm-hmm. But wow. Actually,
1: I know everything about
0: you. Yeah, Abe, I totally stalked your Facebook page and your Tinder and your LinkedIn.
1: (laughs) You're lucky if you found his Tinder. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm hidden under an alias on Tinder.
0: Are you really? No.
1: It's a throwaway account. This is a Ken Bone all over again.
0: (laughs) America's sweetheart, Ken Bone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Who's he's innocent people are accusing him of ridiculous things
0: I don't even know what all I all I
1: know I don't people know People were is. like oh my god he checks inappropriate websites it's like so no. who doesn't right <laughs>
0: who doesn't <laughs> i knew that about you too aim <laughs> if
1: we were
2: judged by the websites we went on oh He's,
1: man he auctioned his sweater for ten thousand oh, wow. dollars that's all it went and for gave that money to charity give really? that guy awesome. a break oh, that's wow. awesome man shout out to ken Bone.
0: damn yeah. if you'd like to come
1: on the, on the show, show
0: <laughs> yeah come ct filmworks
1: hashtag shameless plug
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if this is your first time, um, writing something for film and writing something for, um, an actual crew to shoot, um, right. our audience doesn't really know this, but we do a lot of writing classes and workshops where we've worked on story with people who haven't done it before. And that's kind of where your story started to develop. Right. Can you tell us what exactly inspired you first to Actually, no. First, tell us what this story is about, okay? And then tell us. Whoops. Yeah. And then tell us. I hit the microphone. And then tell us what um, what inspired you to write this story because it's it's a funny broy kind of film, right? Right. And you're clearly from the sound of your voice, you're a dude. Yes. Uh. It, well, for those who don't know, in his twenties, so it's mm-hmm. age appropriate. <laughs> it's very much so. But it, this is not this what the story is about. Did not happen in your life, so. No. What is this story?
2: <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I had this idea for this story probably when I was in high school, believe it or not, which was like eight years ago. So it was a long time I've had this um, idea and um, it was right around the time where, you know, YouTube videos was really, really picking up when I was in high school. And, you know, I wanted to make YouTube videos with my friends and stuff and I had this idea and I kind of like pitched it to them, to my friends, and they liked it, but we just never, you know, got around to making it. Because oh. you
0: weren't friends with me in high school, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> or like Christian, we needed
2: a producer and a director. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had this idea. With, the story is: um, it's a bunch of bros hanging out on uh, one of their bros' birthday, and one of them decides to prank the birthday boy with a fake lottery ticket, a scratch-off ticket, the ones mm-hmm. you buy at the Prank store or the party store, and um, it kind of backfires on him, and things turn a little crazy.
0: Shit gets crazy or whatever.
2: I don't want to give away too much.
0: Yeah, don't give away the yeah. ending. People yeah, gotta watch man, the movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they gotta watch oh, our movie. Yeah. In talking about the writing process, what was new? Well, I guess everything was new for you, Abe, in this whole thing, this whole process, but just the writing stuff. Before Mm -hmm. we went into pre-production and Mm -hmm. all that, what stood out to you as something that was important for you to learn as a writer or something that that you really remember that you think you can take to your next writing project?
2: Right. So when I first pitched the idea at one of our meetings, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the people there liked it. So we decided to go forward. And then I think a few weeks after that, you hosted a writing session where you would help us. I think it was me and another crew member, John,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, just giving us the basics because we were lower, le- lower level. <laughs> you were
0: your newbies. Yeah, You're First exactly, time writers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: So you gave us a lot of the basics about script format, um, on the nose dialogue and uh, subtext, things like that. Things it's I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I have you a little notes. Um, <laughs> things I had no idea about and didn't really know anything about. Yeah. So that was definitely... Helped me out a lot because I had no idea, you know, I would just, I just had that main idea, but I didn't know exactly, I have no experience with writing dialogue or even reading For, too many scripts. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Which In I ex- find myself getting into now.
1: Oh, more. you're reading scripts yeah. now? Just yeah. like. So uh, just to add something, I want our listeners to think of it more as like, um, Abe has had much less practice with writing, I think, than what was you and me.
0: Yeah. Then you and I Chris you mean
1: You're yeah about. yeah then then Tess and and me yeah um the most helpful thing for me is this tiny little book called the architecture of drama it's like a hundred pages mm-hmm. and it's the most practical useful storytelling advice ever architecture of drama find it on Amazon most helpful thing ever
0: nice yeah that's great. that's great and mm-hmm. and Abe I know that that you know, would definitely help you because you're somebody who you bought the book, the textbook I recommended yeah, um, right after the class I gave you. What
2: was the name Is of the, it?
0: For, it was the formatting. Uh, it was a The Hollywood Standard. The Hollywood Standard. Yeah. yeah I totally I've been forgot. Reading that. Yep. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but even those who are more experienced, like Chris, who has had, as he said, a lot of practice as a student and as a director on his own and a writer on his own. You end up learning and relearning a lot of the things you learned in the beginning, like in terms of you mentioned on the nose dialogue, even with the edits I gave to you for for Jackpot 9000 when we were working on rewrites and stuff. Some of the lines that I put in there, I would go back later and be like, "Ooh, that was a little on the nose. Like in writing it, I didn't recognize it. Right. You're, You're learning those kind of things always and always working with it
1: there's nothing as helpful as a good night's sleep when you're stuck with a project mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what they tell us in class is you don't know if you're what you're writing is good because you're so involved it's impossible so as close as you can get to a new eyes fresh eyes experience with your work in terms of you know waking up in the morning and just going with it with like a fresh brain from Mm. the day, uh, is, is better because, um, you know, your brain can tell you lies and convince you that, Oh, this is like (laughs) the next Scorsese breaking bad style film.
0: And you
1: know, that it's like, you know, it could always be improved and and everything. It's one of the hardest things to practice though. Like I play guitar and it's like, I can always just pick it up and just kind of like, fiddle around right right but writing there's such like a mental fortitude and like stress factor with it where you're like it's really a lot largely problem solving i need this character from point a to point b but then you know like it wouldn't make sense that they their car would get stuck in the forest they have a cell phone like how do i get rid of that and like eventually you just end up like sweating at your keyboard being like God damn it! Why did anyone ever invent cell phones? <laughs> um, or
0: you could just put it in, you know, nineteen seventy something, and make it Rocky Horror Picture Show because that's how that movie starts.
1: Right. <laughs> but 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 then like you know your your car is totally different and changes everything, and then you have to rewrite it, which is more work. So mm-hmm. like. No matter what, at the end of the day, it takes a lot of, like, willpower, I think, to write. And I'm not going to be here and be like, what's the hardest job in the world? It's like, not no, not. like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, it's, it's mentally frustrating. But it's, yeah. it's definitely, like, mentally draining. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you know how sometimes you're feeling down and so you YouTube, like, motivational speeches. Oh, yeah. And
0: after, no, like, no, two... No, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Tess makes motivational I make speeches. I them.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um... You just get, like, drained. You're just like, oh, man, like, I don't know if I can't take anyone telling me how capable I am anymore. <laughs> and writing can feel like that. Like, it just sort of mentally destroys you a little bit.
0: Well, I would say something that also is super helpful um, that we kind of touched upon a little bit is having somebody else look at your work. A fresh pair of eyes, whether... Mm-hmm. It it could be your eyes, as you said, get a good night's sleep and look at it the next day. But I think a big thing for writing to just in general is having somebody else look at it because they might, you know, as you said, you know, the next day you might notice something you didn't notice the day before, but somebody else might notice something you'd never notice anyway. Or they just have more knowledge than you and Mm. can can give insight that you just don't know yet because you're. Uh, you know a novice oh <laughs> so.
1: How, however there's a danger in that too somebody's feedback isn't the end-all be-all like that's i think that's very important to know it's like well sometimes somebody doesn't like it because they personally don't like like medieval times and oh your script right. happens to be in that How time period or something <laughs> or like people also like it's dangerous to give somebody a script multiple times because sometimes sometimes on a second read they're just looking for their notes and they're like, then they could be like, you didn't fix this line like I told you last time. That's right. dangerous. You mentioned that when we And were, also yeah. it's it's also um like I was saying, like even like me and Tess reading the script multiple times, you subcon- we subconsciously start looking for our notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I was telling you after the first session every time If there's something that we're saying that you think is bullshit, like, don't be afraid to tell me. There's also, like, different types of critics, obviously. And so I would say if you're in early work, you're going to want to give it to the people that are just going to kind of praise you for the good parts. And you want to save, like, the harsher friends... For when it gets into like a more solid, more fleshed out stage, mm-hmm. because you don't want to be like, I have this great idea. And then they're going to be like, this fucking sucks. This character doesn't make any sense. This plot line <laughs> is absolutely illogical. The car would never drive that far. And
0: you're going to yeah. be like, okay, forget it. Uh, yeah. You know, like, you don't want to get discouraged. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Christmas cookies.
0: <laughs> no, I still <stolen> some air. <laughs>
1: are you all right? I don't wanna to go to court over you dying on in my in my room. That's that's, uh, that's trouble for me. I, I'm not a citizen, all right? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up in like every podcast now. No, no I'm not kidding. a citizen. <laughs> Until you are
0: one. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so let's uh, talk about a bit of pre production because that too Oh god. Yeah, for for Chris, uh, Chris, you're very familiar with everything that that has to be done for pre-production, and, and uh, I am also um, a seasoned uh, producer for our short films, so I'm very aware. But I was doing a lot of guiding Abe and letting him know like what needs to get yeah. done, what need, what's important, timelines, stuff like that. Um, and so that was all new for you. Right. Um, Correct. Why right. don't you guys, the two of you talk about kind of the challenges in the pre-production that we had and, and what, what was new and surprising for you, Abe, within that whole process? Because for those who do make films, they will know that there is a whole lot of categories of things you need to know. Right. And for those who don't, you're about to find out what they are. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, um,
2: I'd just like to mention, like, uh, this little, the Jackpot 9000 wouldn't have been made without, you know, Tess's help and Christian's help. Like she well, thank said, you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. You know, you guys definitely guided Expect me. flowers and <laughs> <chocolate>. <laughs> um, You guys definitely helped me in, like, every way you could, guiding me through every process and pre-production mm-hmm. and what I have to do. I remember you gave me a list, you're like, you're going to have to cast you're gonna have to get the props location Mm -hmm. um travel catering you know get all that manage that before the shoot and you know have it all planned out which i never really did before you know i've made like you know short documentaries about people just on my own for my youtube channel and it was mostly just Scheduling with that one person, scheduling with the cameraman and a location. That's it. You know, no catering, no actors, real yeah, actors yeah. and travel, all that. So it was new to me for sure. Only fake actors. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <And> cardboard cutouts. <laughs> right, right. The imaginary. Imaginary the actors. But um, yeah, it was all new to me know, uh, it was a lot to take in, but I'm definitely glad I did it because I wanted that experience yeah. and I feel a little bit more comfortable now in that role.
0: Good. I'm glad. Cause I, the purpose of us making you do it <laughs> right. was so that Christian and I wouldn't have to do it every <laughs> <Right>. time. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but we ended yeah. up doing it anyway. <laughs> we, did, we ended up doing a lot too, because, you know, well, again, as you said, it was your first time and right. a lot of it had to be, a lot of it had to be juggled and things you didn't know you needed to know and all right. that stuff. So that's, you know, that was understandable, but, um, but, but yeah, also so you did was, do amazing. Like, yeah, like we're not was, gonna
1: be like, oh we we did all the heavy lifting guys. We did all
0: the heavy lifting guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're
1: shredded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's not even gonna be in the credits, guys. <laughs>
2: How funny would that
0: be? Like, Oops, did we leave him out, darn? That's just glad to be here. <laughs> this is
1: a Christian Test Pelicano film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and Abe's name is Abe Antar two A's yeah. and it it's A, B. So it's not even like if we put in alphabetical order, you wouldn't notice right, if your name was right. in the middle. Like your name is first and everything.
2: That's every literally name. the only thing I'm looking forward to seeing my name on the screen. <laughs>
1: well, credits are in order of importance.
0: Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. So I will go. now. <laughs>
1: Honestly, like you do so much scheduling that i would even like be like fine put her first like <laughs> she like she manages the email list of everyone mm-hmm. which is like my nightmare like no. i've done it before and like Dealing with people is the worst. The worst. I hate it. But I
0: love it. I, That's why I, I hate it. it.
1: I hate sending out all those emails. So guys, here's a quick update on the project. Let me know. Like all props to you. Cause like every time I do that, I want to just like shoot myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't mind doing it because like, I know that you guys don't want to, or don't know to yet. Like right. with Abe for the project, you didn't know to all the time. And also, I like to make sure everybody's updated because they're always asking me, like, what's going on? What are we doing? And I want a big part of what we're going to be doing next year in Connecticut Filmworks, which we could talk about off mic, too. um, Yeah, don't make any promises. (laughs) Well, it's basically bringing more people into pre-production. Because, as you probably noticed on this project, it was you, me, and Chris. No, uh, it's, you know.
1: Dumpster fire. There's a dumpster fire. <laughs> a, a little bit of a dumpster fire, I, I would say. I didn't see the
0: fire. I stood be- back and said, Here's because- the fire extinguisher. Do with it what you will. No <laughs> yeah. When, when, when he came to, to
1: me and you said, So we, we, we might only be able to shoot from 10 to 4 for an eight page script, I was like, Where's the fire truck? <laughs> <laughs> the whole village is
0: burning. <laughs> oh, there's the fire truck.
1: Wow. Right on time. <laughs> Okay, I'm actually scared now. Did I just like voodoo some fire into existence? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. Oh my god. Wish rain. Oh, Oh, that's just cops come by here all the time on their way to downtown where all the crimes go down. Mm -hmm. We're recording in Compton right now, if you guys didn't know. (laughs)
0: So, we're gonna take a quick bake. <laughs> we're
1: gonna take a quick bake, bro. We're about to go get baked.
0: <sighs>
1: <laughs> you have to use that. You have to use that. I this is the do. lore of the show <laughs> now.
0: Uh, so, we're gonna take a quick break, but we will be right back. So, stick around.
1: Do my voice warm up. Brown now brown cow <laughs> <laughs> she sells seashells on the seashore god damn it hi this is christian Sokley and you're listening to fade in if you like what you've been hearing so far then make sure to subscribe to us on itunes or whatever podcasting app you use you can also rate us and leave a review as that helps rank us among other podcasts now back to the show
0: yeah, so why don't you guys talk a little bit about pre-production and kind of the challenges that you went through.
1: So, to be honest, when we set out and said, okay, we're shooting this script, I immediately contacted Abe and I said... Let's let's rewrite this multiple times. Like I think the premise is good. I think it's a solid idea. I think we can. I th- I don't think this is as good as it could be. Not not by a long shot. The elevator pitch of your script was just really nice and tight, and I really liked that form of it. That's what she said. And I think the <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of fun editing this. I know. Um, but you gotta leave that in.
2: The host is supposed to be the more professional one. I don't
0: know. Also,
1: also, I don't even know what I was talking about. You
0: said you got to get the script down to something,
1: right? So, like, I was like, this script is like, what was it, nine pages at the time, um, which we were supposed to shoot in four hours, and I was like this no. is impossible right yeah. we can't so so i like at some point i got really scared because on multiple too many times i've been on a set where shit goes south and you're just like well maybe we'll get this shot now because the shot list is out the window now and we don't have enough time and we're just kind of winging it i've done that so many times that i have like a PTSD from it <laughs> like if 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 you tell me uh f- like shoot an eight script, shoot an eight page script in four hours I go uh, uh, no no n- no <laughs> like this no nah. like like wake you know, up
0: in a cold sweat in the I, middle of the
1: night. yeah uh exactly s- s- so I immediately talked to both of you and i said we need to start filming it like we need call time for six or like seven or whatever it was was crazy early six Six. because i was like there's no way in hell we can shoot this and we shot for 12 hours and we still had to cut shots yeah so i'm really glad that i pushed you guys to do that (laughs) because that could have ended badly if we had started shooting at 10 oh yeah um, oh God, or 11 yeah. or whenever we, we would wanted have still,
0: to. We would have still been shooting at 10 yeah, p.m. Or we 11, would
1: have been yeah. there right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely something that I, that I really wanted to make sure that we have enough time. Which was a challenge because you've all had an event that night. In the right. evening, right. In the evening. We mm-hmm. So we had to start early and we had to move as quickly as possible. Right. I think that was the toughest thing was that me and Abe were working on the script. And... We were working on the script until the very day before, until <laughs> way later than we should have. Like that script should have been locked two weeks before shoot exactly. and it was locked the night before. The night before yep. Like yeah. Yeah. Now we know. Well, like yeah. two nights before. Okay. <laughs> Give me some slack because <laughs> the night before I spent, uh, I was up until four in the morning with Sean, and we were shot listing, Sean, your floor mapping. Sean, the DP on the project, he came from Long Island.
0: Sean Passa, shout out to Sean.
1: Yeah, shout out to Sean. Um, did a great job. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, so yeah, he he spent the night before at this house and uh, on the couch until and, four a.m. and he was shot listing and and doing all that, but. I threw together the the time schedule on the back of the papers. <laughs> that was just for you, Tess.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> I to so make sure you guys yeah. stayed on stayed on schedule. I mean it's funny because we really did end up completely on schedule. Like we ended when your your time schedule yeah. ended. Yeah.
1: So so what I what I basically did was I took our total time, which I accounted for was roughly ten hours. And then I minus three hours for setup, and I think an hour for lunch. And then I took the rest of the time and I divided it among our shot number. So, like, you you don't want to divide it by the amount of setups because some setups have more shots. Mm -hmm. You want to divide it by the number of shots themselves. And that way I figured out we had roughly 30 minutes per shot. Mm -hmm. And, And then I like build the times from there Mm. guys this is the the math section of the podcast (laughs) get your pen and paper yeah but (laughs) it's a special calculator it's it's (laughs) it's really simple you just figure out your net shooting time Mm -hmm. you minus lunch and prep time Mm -hmm. and always give yourself extra time you'll need it trust me really it's 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 a dp's job to get the shot list to name the shots like it's even a dp's job you want to get into the bigger stuff to like you do the visual themes and come up with like creative stuff like really my job is a does it match with the themes of the film which is basically the script is it what i want and because nobody knows that better than like the writer and 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 the director and then b how's the performance right like how are the actors doing so i was focusing on that so even even little things like i had to hit record on the monitor like that was difficult for me because i was like laser focused like watching Every every little twitch you've all had, just being like being like, mm, does that match? Is, is is this what I want from this film? Right. This, this, do I want the cuticle to twitch up or down? Like <laughs> the cuticle, you don't even know what a cuticle yeah. is. Isn't that the corner of your mouth? No, no it's, it's the a fingernail <laughs> Well, never it's mind. The,
0: it's the little, the little uh, piece on What's the corner
1: of your mouth called? Um, no idea.
0: The corner of your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, There's
1: some word for it. In
0: the Peter Pan movie, it's... Do the, I they want call the eyebrows
1: kiss. to to, to mm-hmm. twitch left or right? I don't mm. know how bodies work. <laughs> I'm a film major. Don't test me on
0: bio. Maybe y'all should take a bio Oh, class. flashbacks <laughs> from bio class. <laughs> that one time we had to take bio class. <laughs> but, but yeah, so as as much as the stress, it clearly has brought you in your flashbacks here. What um, is something that both of you are really proud of that the way that it went um, or something that you were able to accomplish on the day of shoot and that you were able to see come together.
1: This sounds stupid and it sounds weird Everything and it sounds cheesy. Sounds <laughs> uh, I realize that that's why it works is because I'm self-aware. So that oh, way okay. it's funny. Cause it's like, Oh, he realizes his own sadness and pity. <laughs> um, uh, this film was me. In the sense that 48 wasn't mm-hmm. so 48 hour. It was so fast and it was so out of my hands because mm-hmm. we ha- like we had the time limit. W- we had we had a very strong writing team. And so they really did the legwork and I really just kind of sort of. Went there and called action and and guided everybody along. Mm-hmm. I, there were a couple choices I made, like the lollipop choice, where I told Ellie to to lick, lick it instead instead of putting put it in her mouth completely. Which yeah. I stand by that I think made the film a little bit better.
0: Oh, that's still my favorite frame. But
1: <laughs> but it didn't feel like my film. It felt like I was bringing somebody else's film to life, mm-hmm. um, which is still fun and I love doing it, but. But there was an element of me who was like, I wish that all these shots that I had planned could be there.
0: Right.
1: Um, whereas this time, the reason I scheduled so much time is because I wanted to make sure that the choices I made, that the, sh- that the way I saw this film were realized, that we could get that insert of the computer, that we could get the Dutch angle, that Dutch angle. I love that Dutch angle of um, Billy's character. And so I'm just happy that we were able, that I was able to exercise my creative control or artistic expression or whatever other cheesy 80s slur of words you want to call it.
0: <laughs> so Abe, you too, what something about, um, you know, you as a writer or producer right. um, and the work you had to do, what is something that came out of it that you're really proud of?
2: I would have to say from the producing aspect of it, I yeah. think... Um, Just everyone showing up, the crew, the catering, everything. It went pretty smooth. I was stressed out (laughs) because it was my first time, but everything went.
0: You you ordered the catering and that was, and I think it ended up being a perfect amount of food.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was just the right amount. (laughs) It was just the right amount of food. Yeah, I was just happy, like, things from the production standpoint
0: But I would say I'm most proud of you for learning how to cut open an avocado. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, learn how to make a salad. (laughs) Yeah, we made a a veggie salad for the actors and, and... uh, for those who have not heard the story we were cutting open a bunch of veggies and to put it in the salad and uh, Abe had never cut open an avocado you'll I'll need c- to teach me oh I'll <laughs> 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 well, give an avocado downstairs maybe we'll do it after the I was recording. an avocado virgin <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, okay <laughs> now good, I have <laughs>
0: now we have to mark it
1: as explicit thanks <laughs> <Yes, laughs>
0: <damn. oops>. um, <laughs> but yeah no it was just so funny because he didn't know that there was a giant ass pit in the middle so he was right. trying to cut through through it <laughs> it was really funny yeah. he was like but no I could just cut it in half and right, I was right. like no you can't you're not gonna be able to <laughs>
1: there's this hilarious. thing called I mean unless you're ripped AF which yeah. you know
2: Side of like give, it a, t-
0: give it time. Give it time. Yeah,
2: and I would like uh, to um point out Tess. It was your first time boiling eggs, right? Yes, it yeah? was. You made <laughs> eggs for everyone.
0: <laughs> I hard boiled eggs for the first time, and I had to call my mom. I was like, "How do we? How do we hard boil eggs?" <laughs> it was really. You just funny. need three elements: water, <laughs> eggs, and fire. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so we got the math segment. Now we got the cooking yeah, segment. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Let's let's roll through it. Um. So so I really enjoyed the physics of the camera.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Hey, this is Abe Antar, and you're listening to Fade In Podcast. If you like what you've been hearing so far, then make sure to subscribe and to use... I I can't say subscribe right for some reason. Subscribe. Hey, this is Abe Antar, and you're listening to Fade In. If you like what you've been hearing so far... Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also rate us and leave us a review as it helps rank us among other podcasts. Now back to the show.
0: Um, so Chris, improv was a big part of the work that you had the actors incorporate into their performances. Why were you comfortable giving the actors that freedom? And how did you see it benefit the performance and the story?
1: The main reason was we didn't have enough time with the script so we got the script down to to what i thought was pretty good but there were still lines there that uh that i got notes about that i couldn't fix didn't have time to fix didn't know didn't there wasn't enough time for my brain to brew up a solution or a to brew one so i said well screw it we have talent we have a lot of talent uh, on the set oh yeah a lot of talent that has shown me that they can improvise really well mm-hmm. on 48
0: you've all david and uh billy brannigan and ellie Smokler,
1: right to be
0: most specific they have <laughs> they have
1: chemistry they have they have all the groundwork for improvisation and they've worked together yeah really they work. well and had
0: worked together in the past yeah
1: absolutely yeah. and they've worked with me
0: yes right yes, so true
1: so I went to all of them and I told them, this is the theme I have. This is the idea. This is who you are and what you're doing. Obviously, don't go crazy, but feel free to customize the script to to what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. And then I, w- I would direct that. Like, if Billy would skip a line that I thought was important, I would tell him make sure that that line gets said. I think there was something in his moment with... you um, Yuval. No, not with Yuval. When Yuval leaves for the first time. With Danny.
0: With Danny. Billy and
1: Danny had a moment and I think Billy skipped a line, something about like jealousy or something. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you got to say that. So we obviously worked back and forth, but I wanted them to improvise because I, I knew that there is a better line for, for some, some of those moments than what I had written. I just didn't have enough time to think of one. And so, you
0: trusted that they, they could come up with something because obviously you knew them. Yeah. The,
1: the moment I don't trust my actresses, the moment we might as well all go home. <laughs> like, um, too many problems. You, that, like, your film will sink. Like, your boat has too many holes. Like, if you don't trust your people. Like, when I watched the director's monitor on set, I watched Sean set up and all that. I don't care about the frame as much. Like, I didn't give Sean notes about anything. I gave him a couple ge- like, maybe three general notes about lighting when we were setting up stuff, but I trusted that he could deliver a good image, and he did. I loved the way it looks. What I look really for is the performance. It, even sometimes, I was like, I wish this monitor wasn't here, so I couldn't look at it, because it creates a layer of separation and I want to be in that moment with my actors so that I can better tell, does this work? Does this not work? What felt genuine? What didn't. And, uh, it provided, it gave us variety. It gave us a lot of,
0: the improvisation. a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. The
1: improv gave us a lot yeah. of, um, r- really delightful lines.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, the
1: <laughs> the <You> basket can- <laughs> of <laughs> like Billy had the basket of, um, like, it was on like chemo. In the background of the character, Billy's character gets pranked and, uh, and his friends shave off his eyebrows. Yeah. And then his family thinks he has cancer because of it. Mm-hmm. And Billy in his improv gave us the line that people send him gift baskets. Yeah. With I'm, like, okay. get now better wishes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I and that. that. was funny.
1: Like, come up with something better than that. There's like, no way. There's, yeah. th- you can't. You're right unless you sit down with the script and think about it for a week, which we didn't have. So, mm-hmm. so those are the moments that I, I really wanted to push for. And also because it's comedy. Mm-hmm. So the seriousness of it all didn't matter as much to me. What mattered to me is that it would be funny. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't trust all the lines in the script that they were funny, but I trusted that the actors could make them funny right. with yeah. their performance. So I focused on that rather than, you know, script purity or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. HBO just has just released that new show Westworld Mm -hmm. and their opening line is is like in the first scene, the character says something like, like, do you ever question your reality, which is like a on the fly Turing test method to ask basically the A.I. If they are like, if they have a conscience Mm -hmm. and that
0: line's the whole theme of the show. And that's
1: the whole theme of the show. If, if you didn't have that line, like that line has so much meaning, Mm -hmm. you change one word in it, it's ruined. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with
1: this script though, for, with this script though, (laughs) I didn't have anything close to that line. No. So I was like, feel free to change it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was also
2: pretty impressed with the actors improv. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you know I've only worked with them once before, right? But um, right. yeah, I was behind the scenes. I wasn't really like where all the action was going, and I would listen though. And a lot of the lines yeah. surprised me. I was catching myself laughing.
0: Like, yeah, really funny, really
2: funny stuff. Um,
0: yeah, and it's it's interesting. I've done this has happened to me before in the past as well when I've worked on writing a script that we shoot. It shocks me that what you picture in your head as the actors doing to the lines that you've written is not what they end up doing, Mm -hmm. but what they do brings a whole new view of it. You know, seeing it come to life in front of a camera, in front of a crew reacting against each other, that I think is the most exciting part for someone like you, Abe, who who just wrote it and, and has been staring at a page for months and months. Right. So the last thing I really want to ask you guys is, what made you want to become filmmakers?
2: Money? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> that is not. Or <laughs> oh, you um, would be severely disappointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm actually negative. Don't leave my... <laughs> me hanging. <laughs> 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 um.
0: Hmm.
2: Honestly, oh, man, that's a tough question. Just telling stories. I just always wanted to entertain people by telling stories in different forms, whether animation or physically telling a story or visually through a movie you know I always thought that was really cool it's a hard question (laughs) it's a very hard question for me I never thought about it
0: you never thought about the why
2: (laughs) not really it's just like it's like something you want like like to do or want to do you just do it I never really gave it too much philosophical thinking, you know well, what I'm saying?
1: You did have the rundown of the questions before. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I like, did. And I was still, uh,
0: you're still, uh, yeah. About it. <laughs> well, I will tell you stories, I guess, yeah. you know, that's yeah. a good reason. That's, I mean, yeah, I'll take it. It's, a, it's kind of a general one, but it's kind of true. It's cause that's, you know, that <laughs> that's, that's why a lot of people, you know, go into radio or go into writing just right. in general, you know, it's a very wide, Reaching uh, desire uh, to tell the stories. But it, similar to what you're talking about, you know, I loved hearing stories and reading stories, and I was a big reader in, um, in high school and before that. And it's just like that whole concept of moving the story just from the page over to the screen to give mm. it a whole new dimension of uh you know you'll you'll be able to hear things that you can't hear while you're reading you'll be able to Mm -hmm. you know see a person act out the actual story
2: three-dimensional three
0: yeah Yeah. there you go so that's yeah
2: i like to also add like When I grew up, I didn't see too many movies. I probably went to the movie theater like three times by the time I graduated high school.
0: Abe's parents didn't love him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so when I did watch a movie, it was more special to me. So
1: it's, uh, um, it's like that thing where you let your kids suffer so that they can turn that suffering into art when they grow up. Yeah, right.
2: I don't think that 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 was their purpose, but yeah, I guess it ended up happening. Well, maybe they just didn't tell you yet. (laughs)
1: No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, He's going to
0: get a surprise when he goes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a DVD player. Um, yeah, so I didn't see too many movies growing up. So like when I did watch a movie, it was something special and I really appreciated it more. Yeah. And I just thought, how cool would it be to make movies?
0: It is pretty cool, isn't it? Very. And especially <laughs> with this know. project, like seeing
2: an idea come to life. Or when it's finished, really seeing it come to life. That's going to be,
0: that's going to be be
2: wild for me. I'm
0: so excited to see you have that experience because Mm -hmm. it is a cool, you, you take for granted how much work it takes to see the thing you're seeing on screen. Oh yes. You know, and like when I listen to podcasts now too, I, I can recognize how much work goes into, you know, what they're trying to have us hear and stuff from doing this show as well. So it's like you kind of see behind the scenes of the magic, mm-hmm. but then you also watch it yourself or hear it yourself and you're as entertained and as delighted as somebody who doesn't know it's behind the scenes. Cause you know how much work went into yeah, it.
2: Now. I, f- I find myself like, Trying to explain to my friends, like, <laughs> you don't have no idea like how much work people put to make these shitty movies, even though, like, you're saying it sucks, but, like,
0: yeah,
2: it's Do a know lot how of work. Much work he's yeah.
0: gonna, dude, yeah. It's a nighttime yeah. shoot, man. It was probably called, <laughs> hey,
1: are you crying right yeah. now? No,
0: no. <laughs> not
1: yet. <laughs> Guys, no, don't just make kidding.
0: fun of this film. <laughs> they probably worked really hard on
1: it. <laughs> Somebody really wanted this Angry Birds movie to exist. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just
2: downloaded the second Angry Birds. It's pretty fun.
0: The the film?
2: No, the, the game. Okay.
0: Yeah. And this is where you lost me. <laughs> We're Anyways. in a room with a Mario Super Mario Bros. Three pro. i actually so. never
1: played that game. I got that poster as a prop for a film, but ended up not using it. So I was like, I'm not throwing it out. Yeah, mm, that's cool.
0: So your 20 minute answer, Chris, to why why did you become a filmmaker?
1: it was a sunny day here we go i was i was strolling about through the forest
0: (laughs) and then it hit me
1: (laughs) what if what if i filmed myself strolling through the forest (laughs) i thought but that's impossible i can't film myself Instruct three for us at the same time.
0: <laughs> the selfie stick wasn't invented yet.
1: <laughs> this was in the olden days before the selfie existed as a concept, even. <laughs> now, um, so so it's really a long answer because over a long time during my like teen formative years, whatever, um, I kind of went from enjoying movies and liking them to really like loving them and wanting to be involved and i had always enjoyed the school projects where they're like write a story um i don't know what you do you americans do but in my slovakian education the wild west of schooling we would every once in a while have this project where they were like you can write a story about one of these three topics and i actually the other the other day when I was visiting family overseas in summer, I found like my old like 12 year old Chris's notebook with little <laughs> stories. And I like read my story about how I'm happy that I have different colored pencils. And I was like, this is awful. <laughs> but but hey, I get an A on that thing.
0: <laughs> A for forever. <effort.
1: laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so I knew I liked writing stories. And I knew I really liked movies. And so I didn't even know that, like, screenwriting is a job. Mm-hmm. I That didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought of it as, like, you film movies, not write them. Mm. And, um... So it was just this converging of two passions where I kind of slowly realized I like writing and I like uh, movies. So why don't I just write movies? And then when I when I was 16, that yielded into this great idea that I was going to go study abroad here in the land of the free.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and so just before I left, I I, I took a couple sh- sessions with a uh, friend of a friend who like has made movies and who's like a professional screenwriter, and we were just like making stories together, and I really loved it, and it was a lot of fun. But um, here's another funny thing: I've been making movies since I was ten. Wow. I Me know. and my cousins. Um, would only see see each other for like three weeks straight over summer because they lived in Czech republic Uh, at at my grandparents cottage we would camp we would like be there for three weeks during summer and that was like our like we have fun together time and when i was 10 they came together and they were like why don't we make a movie this summer wouldn't that be fun so we made this movie it's called the ghost of the lake It's a 30 minute film oh my God. Whoa, that, we so hand, that we shot on that we shot on Handycam and that they and when they went home and checked, they like physically cut it on like. Like, it was tape. It was physical film. It was physical film that we filmed. Holy shit. It was on tape. And, like, they were, like, cutting it. Like, physically cutting it together. Oh, my God. That tape still exists.
0: Oh, my God. And it has its
1: own custom cover. Like, VHS cover. It's on VHS. It exists. And I had a lot of fun doing that. And so, when I was 15, I decided that I was going to write a movie. And that we were going to shoot it. And um that movie was called like Accretion or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like something stupid that like a 15-year-old thinks it's artsy. <laughs> it's artsy. Um and I wrote like 20 pages of note of like in of like a notebook out. It was like 20 scenes. And we shot another 30-minute movie, which was Handy Cam. But this one I cut together on like Final Cut 7 Jesus this is bringing me back and guys
0: he's only 22 yeah. so and, and at the, at the <laughs> end bringing him back that far <laughs> yeah
1: like this it, just it's happened. bringing me back it's bringing me back like this seven this personal
0: summer project
1: <laughs> hey seven years is a long time for a for a 21 year old that's like a cool quarter little a little bit third, over a third. it's a third. a third of my life you know
0: so we can do math
1: and yeah and I, I remember like at the end I put like eye of the tiger and I was so proud Proud that I put I have the tiger at the last scene, um, and it was also really funny because my dad played the villain. <laughs> That's
0: oh my god! Yeah.
1: He was an evil businessman or something <laughs> like that. Stupid, but both of those projects instilled that like love for movies and writing. And so from that point on, I knew like by by the time we shot the second thing, I was like, this is what I want to do, and that that gave me the resolve to then when I was sixteen, said uh, to say. I'm gonna move out of these this place. See you later, bitches. Um,
0: <laughs> that's exactly what he said.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> and then I
0: then I closed walking the door and
1: started started walking, walking across yeah. the Atlantic Ocean. And then I swam yeah
0: for
1: thousands of miles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, got here, guys. I already said I'm shredding <laughs> like
0: Eastern Europe to yeah. the States. No big deal. But wow, how funny. so
1: so that those are that's my or, my supervillain origin story.
0: <laughs> Your supervillain yeah. origin story. That's great. All right, so that is all for my chat with Chris and Abe this evening. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank
1: you. It, Thank you.
0: It was great to have you on the show. Chris has been on a few times, but Abe this is your first time yes
1: I had a great time this was fun
0: oh so glad we might have you on again oh it's his
1: first time (laughs) he's
0: a podcast virgin Virgin, he's a virgin we popped his podcast cherry
1: (laughs) now we're definitely M for mature (laughs)
0: there's
1: blood everywhere just kidding
0: (laughs) so where can where can everybody find you guys
1: yeah
2: you can find me at Abe Antar A N T A R on Facebook and my YouTube channel is Human Defined and yeah that's where I'm at,
0: how do you spell defined?
2: D E F I N E D. You sure? <laughs> I hope so.
0: <laughs> <write> it out. <laughs> yeah, um, and you can also find Abe in photographs on Connecticut Filmworks Facebook page from the set of Jackpot 9000. So, and that will link you to his Facebook page too. So, there you go. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice. So, Chris, where can everybody find you? And, and do you have anything to plug?
1: Okay, so, um, you can find me on Twitter at hrozno so this is gonna be a tough one h-r-o-z-n-o that's how you spell it um there's also i occasionally sit down with my friends and we talk over video games so if you enjoy the soothing sound of my voice and want to hear more of it in x-rated version uh that you can find that on youtube under game of dorks um and that's it You, you know i'll continue working with connecticut filmworks yeah i don't think there's anything else
0: yeah. So um, since this episode was all post uh, Jackpot 9000, when can our audience expect generally for that film to be released? Um, Sometime around mid-January, I would say. Mid-January. Awesome. And shout out to our editor, Matthew Giofino. Hey, Matt. <laughs> He's going to be so excited. <sighs> what? What? And uh, to see all of our previous films, all our Connecticut Filmworks previous films, go to our YouTube page, which is Connecticut Filmworks. And you can also see all of our behind the scenes photographs. And some video clips that were taken uh, guerrilla style, so nobody, not everybody knows, uh, (laughs) on our Facebook page, Connecticut Filmworks, and on our Twitter page, at CT Filmworks. So subscribe to us there, like, share everything we do, because we do it all for our audience and you guys who are in the room with me and those who are not in the room with me yet. So thanks everybody for listening, uh, and we will see you next time.
1: Okay, Bo Burnham, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I watch your goddamn video of of the ending song of, of "Make Happy" maybe once a day before I write, like, like Kanye West, like the Kanye West oh rant. My God. I I listen to that song, like <laughs> I it don't know what
0: it it, is it, so get,
1: good. it gets me riled up to write. Like it's it's incredible. With it's it's majestic. It's beautiful. It's Hilarious with Bo Burnham. He, like, not everyone's gonna get it, right. but if you do get it, he it's basically so in the song com, he compares his career to ordering a burrito at Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: and he's, he's
0: wait, Bo Burnham uh, compares his own career or Kanye's career? His own career, okay.
1: but and he does it in a
2: Kanye yeah. West performance style with auto tunes and oh my beats God, so and an raps.
1: inspirational track. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. the best.
0: We should order some pizza and watch all of those.